right, everybody, welcome back to We Dig Tennessee. Glad to have you listening. Hope everybody uh, still healthy and doing well out there. Um, this is, uh, I told you I was trying to get some good interviews together uh, down at convention. Uh, and uh, and we're, we're working on putting those out right now. And today is going to be our, uh, our our first interview from, from convention. And uh, he was actually our first guest ever on the podcast last year. Uh, and so we got CEO of Nuka National with us again today, Mr. Doug Carlson. Doug, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. The uh, well, h- how'd you recover from uh, from convention? Other than the uh, Tampa Bay crew that was a little rowdy, and then they went on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it was a, a great convention. You know, we heard back from members that uh, it was just great that Nuka took the lead in getting members and our partners and our suppliers and our associates all together in a, in a room just to talk issues and see everybody face to face. So Nuka took the lead on that. Yes, and I'll agree with that 100%. It was awesome to be able to get back in the room and, and have the committee meetings and have the the legislative discussions and hear the damage prevention stuff going on and have the board meetings not over Zoom. Uh, you know, being being the new guy to the national board last year at convention, that was the only board meeting I've ever attended in in uh, in person. So it was absolutely great to be able to be be in person and, and do it that way and uh, you're, you're right. The Kansas City chapter and the Tampa Bay folks, man, they were getting after it there at, at down at convention. Well, and I had to, uh, uh, for those that uh, will eventually get on our Smug Mug page, uh, you'll see me wearing, I'm a diehard Broncos fan, and you'll see me wearing a Kansas City Chiefs uh, jacket that uh, is still burned into my skin a little bit, but all in good fun. That, that, the Kansas City looked a little better on you than the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man, I got I got a few topics I'd like to hit on you from from convention and just kind of uh, maybe hear what you guys are thinking and where we're headed in you know twenty twenty one coming out of convention with some of this stuff, uh, especially the legislative discussion. I thought it really got going pretty heavy, pretty good, and seemed like we got a gonna have a pretty busy year ahead of Nuka legislatively. Yeah, so you know we're dealing with a new administration obviously, and uh, that has its challenges in and of itself. You know, a lot of the relationships that uh, we had built with the previous administration have uh, moved on. Uh, And so, you know, they're implementing their rules and policies and procedures. Um, You know, I will say that this administration is very uh, pro-labor union oriented. And so, uh, you know, we had to, uh, in our Governmental Affairs Committee, you know, one of the things that we did was reaffirm our policy uh, when it comes to things like uh, project labor agreements um, and union-only agreements. And and so uh, we'll be making sure the uh, working with this new administration on those issues because we feel that, uh, you know, open competition is what thrives uh, American businesses. And whether you're a, a union uh, contractor in NUCA or a non-union contractor in NUCA, and we feel that uh, government projects, you should have the right to bid those projects openly. Uh, so that's one thing we're fighting for. Of course, you know, we're also dealing with uh, uh, this administration's new uh, infrastructure uh, push uh, and making sure that, uh, you know, water and wastewater uh, infrastructure is uh, on top of the list as well as, uh, you know, road building and, and infrastructure and that so, so we got some work to do, but uh, we, we built up some great relationships in, in this last election. Uh, you know, Nuka, our Nuka PAC was, uh, we had a 100% success rate in uh, 
can't supporting candidates that support our issues. Uh, one key one is Chairman DeFazio, who heads up the uh, Infrastructure Committee, um, who's uh, we're working with him on the early release of their infrastructure package. Awesome. Yeah, I know uh, we kind of got the news after the the led or the government affairs committee meeting about the, um, the the infrastructure bill they were working on. I guess what they say was already they're wanting to put 50 million into it or so. And that's just starting out. Yeah, there's a, um, a lot of money and uh, we just need to make sure that uh, it goes to the right places and isn't wasted um, in uh, administration or, or other functions. Cause uh, you know, our infrastructure is aging and uh, we need to make sure that uh, clean water is uh, top of the list. Absolutely. Um, now, I, and I know Eben and Zach talked a lot about the muster program and how they want to use that to help spread Nuka's message to our legislators on Capitol Hill. So can you kind of give us an overview of, of what we're going to be doing with that? Yeah, and just for those that maybe you're listening to this call and do not know what the muster program is, uh, the muster program is basically an email blast program to where in a matter of two clicks, three clicks, you can write your local uh, congressman or your two senators from your state on our issue. Um, and it's kind of a, you know, we'll send them out uh, strategically when we need your support for a particular bill or a particular agency. Um, and within a matter of two clicks, uh, you can send that letter directly to our congressman. And the whole idea between behind these campaigns is the more they hear from members directly and not from uh, staff or from uh, uh, you know different uh, lobbyists and so forth, the more weight it carries. Um, I can give an example. In my previous association, we were fighting a bill and we put out one of our legislative alerts uh, through a program like Muster. And uh, it, it essentially killed the bill. That's what we were trying to do because they received 200,000 emails in a matter of two hours on our particular bill. Uh, and it carried a lot of weight and uh, got our attention. So if you're not signed up for the muster program, uh, talk to uh, Matt or myself or national staff or Evan or Wy Evan Wyman, and we'll get you signed up. Uh, it's a great program. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. We talked quite a bit about that at, at, at the convention and I get home from convention and I've already got a muster email in my inbox ready to go. So that's a, yep. it acts fast. It acts fast and it only takes two seconds from the uh, member's uh, standpoint. And there's also the other beauty is you can also customize it if you want. Put your company name in there or, or a personal story. Yeah, it, it, you know, the, the main body of it comes pretty much ready for you to go. But if you got stuff to add, you can add it in there. And it, once you send it out, I mean, it was that same day. I got two responses from uh, one of the senators and representatives in my area. So that was a, it's a pretty awesome program. I, I would encourage anyone, like Doug said, who's not a part of it to uh, get signed up for it. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a busy year uh, up there on the Hill for you guys getting used to the new administration. So, uh, <laughs> Correct. Good luck with that. The, uh, all right. So what about damage prevention, man? That was another hot topic down at, uh, down at convention. And again, another busy thing this year. Yeah, we're, we're doing a lot. Um, you, you know, part of our, uh, uh, goal is to also reinvigorate our committees, uh, as a whole, not just our damage prevention committee, but reinvigorate our committees, um, to get that local input, rather than just having to be a staff driven of 
some initiative. And one of the things that we're really doing is tying all of our committees back to the strategic plan. Uh, the strategic plan is what guides your organization. And um, I'll, I'll encourage everybody to go on the website and pull down our strategic plan. And just look at our initiatives and objectives. It's all about bettering the organization. But we're tying every committee's work back to the strategic plan and saying, just asking the question, what is your committee doing to help further the goals or accomplish the goals of the strategic plan? And so, um, you know, a lot, for example, back in damage prevention has come out. Uh, we're going to be planning another 8111 call meeting that was very popular last year. A lot of great ideas came out of that, uh, including a study we were doing just talking about uh, studying mishits, mismarkings uh, nationwide. This is a study with about four or five other organizations that uh, Nuke is participating in. Um, the uh, Sioux Engineering, uh, subsurface utility engineering, is becoming a uh, more and more popular. And we talked a lot about uh, Colorado's uh, law regarding uh, uh, the way they use Sioux and utilize Sioux as well as Pennsylvania's. Uh, and we're talking about uh, doing some webinars in to educate people a little bit on, on Sioux engineering and how it helps with damage prevention. Um, we also talked about a lot about our new uh, Nuka Winds app um, and how it uh, helps document uh, miss hits and, uh, and hits and then the, the, all the other benefits that go along with the app. Yep. The, uh, the app is a really cool tool. Um, I've sat in on some of the webinars we've had previously, and then to be able to be at convention and speak to Addy and the guys who, who put that together uh, to help us out, it's a really great tool. Um, so anybody listening that's not taking a look at it, again, I would recommend you do that. It's uh, you know, If you're having trouble tracking damages or not really happy with the way you're tracking your damages, and, and the tool does more than damage. It does accidents and near misses and pretty much anything you would like it to do. It's a really cool tool. Uh, plus, your local chapter because we signed on, uh, gets a little bit of a little bit of incentive. You know, we get a little money back from you guys signing up for that program. So yeah. I, I can't speak highly enough of it. And it's a good benefit for both the, the, the member, uh, the chapter, uh, and the organization as a whole, you know, where it's also tying some of this money in, uh, or data back into the uh, DIRT uh, information as well. The other thing I'll mention real quick on Dan's prevention, Ron Peterson um, was able to make this year's convention. And, uh, for those of you who are not utilizing uh, the program that we have with Ron um, on furthering your damage prevention uh, processes, uh, really look into that. Uh, he's there to uh, help you get um, a couple hours free uh, on Nuka's time. Uh, but really look into that program. You know, Ron's also developing some white papers that we're going to be publishing. So just want to make sure everybody is uh, going home safe and, and uh, being more profitable. Yeah, and I'll say one of the things um, that I about Ron's program that I always thought was, you know, you get four free hours of consultation with with Ron, and then if it has to extend beyond that, then you get a very reduced rate of his normal rate. But I always thought, you know, you had to reserve it for, you know, if you have a major hit or a major incident or whatever. But that's not the case. You know, he'll use those four free hours to help you in any way you really need when it comes to damage prevention. So don't be afraid to use that. All right. Um, what about some of the other committee meetings, man? I know work de workforce development uh, had a, had a pretty hot and heavy meeting too. Yeah, we're you know we have a, a full day of of committee meetings leading up to the board meeting where everybody comes and again reports back to the board on their strategic initiatives. You know, 
we had a good education meeting, good safety meeting, uh, Trenchless Technologies working on their manual. but, you know, all in all, everything ties back to that strategic plan. Um, workforce development, um, you know, we're coming out with a new scholarship uh, this year that's uh, going to be actually given back to the chapters to help broaden their uh, workforce development plans. You know, getting kids interested in our industry is uh, one of our key goals. Um, everybody, uh, uh, you know, prior to COVID could probably hire five, ten people. And uh, the people just aren't there because they're, uh, you know, being able to work in an air conditioned uh, factory or, or, uh, you know, not interested in uh, uh, digging dirt. Uh, But it's a rewarding career, uh, you know, high paying career, uh, technical career that uh, we need to educate more people on. And uh, so hopefully this new workforce development scholarship uh, will uh, encourage some new programs. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that new scholarship program. It sounds pretty awesome. And, you know, guys, the NUCA scholarship program is something that is available to anybody whose company is a NUCA member. So y'all don't forget about that one either. You know, it it's a, really is a good program. Yeah, we've uh, got, uh, you know, four other scholarships we gave away this year uh, out of the foundation. Uh, and uh, thank you to, you know, all the membership for supporting that foundation. Uh, we've grown it to about a half million dollar uh, endowment that uh depending on the uh, stock market and interest rates but uh you know we give away basically all the proceeds from that uh, but we want to continue to build that endowment but we also gave away uh sixteen thousand dollars in scholarships for uh kids uh of member uh members going to either college or technical trade programs yep and i think that's one of the keys about their the nuca scholarship program is it doesn't have to go to a four-year university the you know the, the trade programs are a great place to put that money so if your kids are about that age, man, look into that NUCA uh, scholarship program. It's a really pretty awesome program. Yep. Um, so, and then I know, and I meant to bring this up earlier when you touched on government relations, uh, but what about the way that we're kind of restructuring uh, that committee to, you know, regionally and all, and so forth to kind of get that input? Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit. Um, you know, one of the uh, things, and this is a, an entire governance uh, structure, is we want to have also more regional discussions because, you know, what happens in Tennessee and Kentucky and your neighboring states is, you know, very critical to your region as a whole compared to, say, maybe what's happening in California or or Washington State and so forth. So we want to be able to have regional um, subgroups uh, of our governmental affairs and of our PAC and of our membership even down into workforce development, we could even go into regions. So we've created this regional structure. And as we grow uh, and add on some new chapters, we'll probably modify that regional structure. But it's, again, pulling local groups together to talk about, you know, what are the challenges you might be seeing that uh, your neighboring state might be able to help you with or vice versa? You know, what's a law that they've passed in your, your close region? Um, but it's also allows for a little bit more opportunity for more members to get involved and engaged, um, you know, and have input and represent the chapters in the region that they serve. Um, and that's what it's all about is, is just more communication, more activity, you know, more sharing of best practices, and we can break it down into, uh, regions. Yep. I think it sounds like a a great idea. And, 
I'm excited to hear that uh, Craig Ingram from the Middle Tennessee chapter is going to be a kind of a regional chair for for our area because it's a and I know he's going to listen to this and then call me out, but he's a, he's kind of a political nerd, so he he stays up on that kind of stuff. So that's exciting exciting change. Yep. Um, and speaking of Craig, he's from Tennessee eight one one. Man, I noticed we had quite a few eight one one folks at convention, which I thought was a little um, out of the norm. You know, we had the president of Tennessee and Kentucky eight one one there, and even the president of South Car- South Carolina eight one one. So it was a uh, pretty good to see, man. How, I, I mean. How do you guys feel about eight one one trying to get more involved in NUCA? Well, I think you know it's a it's a it's a partnership that can, needs to continue to build um, because the relationship between our members and the services that they provide is critical to the success of uh, our members. And you know we need to continue to work on uh, the struggles that they have, um, whether it be budgetary or timing or um, just the call system itself. And kind of the, uh, the the what I would call not complaint but uh, constructive criticism that uh, they get back from us as members. Um, it needs to be a great working relationship, and so I'm excited when they're there because they can hear stories. And again, back to the con- con- convention just being in person, just being able to sit across the table uh, from somebody socially distance and have that conversation of, hey, these are my pain points. And they can tell you their pain points. If we can work together to uh, accomplish them is is what uh, the organization is all about. Because it's, it is, in the end, it's all about making our members uh, more profitable, more efficient, uh, so they can give back to the industry. Um, you know, we had a, last year, uh, after convention, we had a successful 8111 call summit. Um, and we had two or three of the uh uh, 811 directors there um, or presidents or whatever their titles are um, and they do the exact same basis of working together uh, to solve the problems that they both, both they have and that we have um, and we're going to be doing that uh, summit again here uh, late spring we've not yet identified a date or location yet but we're working on that uh, as we speak yeah that's awesome that that summit was very informative and, and, a, and a great uh, session last year and but if y'all send me to Kansas City in the middle of winter again, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> I think uh, maybe Texas might be nice for some barbecue. There we go. I can get down with that now. Yeah. All right. And so the other thing I wanted to hit on, man, was what were your key takeaways for Nuka after hearing the economist that came and, and spoke uh, this year? Because, man, he did a great job. So Anibon Basu, um, I've known for, for uh, about a decade and a half. Uh, he was a... ABC's national economist, and now he's also uh, CFMA's national economist. And so I've heard him speak probably 20, 30 times. And when people would, I would try and uh, encourage people to come and attend and listen to him, not only because he's a a fantastic economist and gives great data, he also adds a uh, a humor spin to his his talk. And everybody says, I've never heard a uh, a comedic uh, economist. but what I think you know came out of his his talk to us is um, that there is still some some bright uh, future ahead uh, in looking at our world economy and our national economy. Um, but there are some going to be some struggles going ahead. You know, we've got some challenges with our national debt, 
and how that affects uh, our credit rating and bonding capacity going forward. Um, but we are still the world uh, power when it comes to uh, the national economy. You know, us and China are the two largest. Uh, they depend on us uh, for buying their product. And of course, we depend on them for uh, the product itself. But a lot's also going to depend on, um, you know, what happens with this new administration. Um, but I think one of the takeaways was that uh, uh, the world's not falling off the map and uh, there's still some uh, opportunity and uh, uh, future does look bright. Yep. I-, I liked a lot of what he had to say. Being a, a gas guy, I wasn't too uh, encouraged being with the new administration and them shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and stuff like that. But hearing what, what he had to say and the things moving forward that Nuke is looking to do, man, I, I think you're right. The future's bright, and uh, I think it's going to be hopefully a, a good outlook for all of us. Yeah, and I think, uh, it, for those, uh, just a quick word on the pipeline. Uh, you know, we wrote a, uh, an immediate letter to the administration uh, voicing our displeasure. Um, not only does it affect... Uh, members jobs but uh you know down the uh down the pipeline so to speak for a pun there um you know our suppliers um you know their product the uh rental of equipment uh it's more than just eleven thousand jobs that uh um, him shutting off that permit uh is affecting absolutely it goes a lot deeper than just the guys on the ground there and it's a it's it's great to have support from folks like Nuka to you know be behind us and and uh, although I don't work directly on the Keystone Pipeline, that's something that will be felt in my industry moving forward. So it's a uh, you're, you're right, it goes deeper than that, and it, and we really appreciate the support of Nuka, you know, standing behind us like that. So appreciate that, Doug. Yep. Um, all right, man. Uh, the one last thing I wanted to hit on with you was um how did you guys work out all the safety protocols with the hotel and how did you think that they went? Cause I, I can tell you, I never felt um, unsafe in that, in that setting. I thought you guys did a fantastic job with health and safety protocols during uh, a pandemic and getting to get back to have our first in-person event basically since convention last year. Yeah. So, you know, we took a lot of uh, uh, notes and, and best practices from other organizations um, and from the hotel, you know, they did their due diligence and, you know, just some common sense things too. Um, you know, social distancing, spreading out the committee rooms for, um, that, you know, normally you could be in a smaller room with uh, 20 people. Now we are in twice the size room with the same amount of people. Um, little things like that, uh, you know, just also working with the hotel on, uh, making sure they had hand uh, sanitizer stations, uh, uh, everywhere across along the property, um, you know, little things like putting down um, uh, map or arrow signs on the floor. Of course, the hotel themselves were, you know, had their own protocols of what they're doing with their social distancing. Um, but a lot of it was just, you know, common sense. Um, you know, I, I think I kind of, uh, in, in, in promoting the going to the convention, I said, you're going to see the exact same things you would in going walking into your local uh, Walgreens or CVS store. Um, you know that they're welcoming you, and uh, they've got their protocols. We had basically the same same type of things. Um, so we tried to make everybody safe, and of course, you know, some people did not uh, want to attend because of uh, of the of the coronavirus, and we respect that. But uh, again, I think everybody that attended felt safe, and 
I greatly appreciate everybody coming. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I 100% felt safe the entire time. Uh, you know, everybody was very respectful about keeping masks on and staying distanced and using the hand sanitizer. And I thought it was great how the the convention staff there at the hotel would come in and fog the rooms after each meeting and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it, it was a very comfortable setting. Uh, didn't feel unsafe at all. So it was a great, great experience, guys. You, I mean, y'all pulled off a, a good convention this year, really did. Well, thank you. And hey, just a, a quick thank you to everybody there in Tennessee. I'm, I'm sure this is not just uh, for mid-Tennessee because I'm sure Eastern Tennessee guys will listen to this too. just want to say thank you for all your help in uh, getting the Kentucky chapter uh, up and running. Uh, you know, we chartered the new Kentucky chapter uh, at convention and uh, they did a great, great handoff as well from uh, New Jersey. But um just wanted to say thank you because you guys all put in uh, a lot of effort in making connections, encouraging others to join. I think they're now 30 members uh, already and growing. So I just want to say thank you to all our Tennessee members for helping helping get that off the board, off the uh, off the mat. And West Tennessee is next, correct? Hey, that's what we're working towards. Get a get a West Tennessee chapter going. Get the whole state involved here, and man, we're we're happy to do it. You know, it's a um, one of the main things I always try to encourage people when you get involved with a group like Nuka is to jump in with both feet. You know, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So if you want to get the most value for your money, get in there, take advantage of the programs they have, be involved in the committees and hear that discussion from around the country of people who do the exact same thing as you with an organization that is focused specifically on what you do. You know, ABC and AGC and all these other organizations do great jobs. But they have a lot more stuff to focus on, whereas NUCA is focused on what we do day in and day out. And so if you just get involved, participate and be there, you can get so much from it. So encouraging people to take advantage of, uh, of NUCA is is an easy thing for us to do because it's been so wonderful to be a part of. If I can just do a little bit of a plug here looking forward, um, you know, we've got our Washington Summit which will be May 25th or 26th. Um, does not look like that'll be in person just due to um, Washington, D.C. is still kind of shut down, but we're going to plan on a, a, a virtual summit as of right now. That may change. And then we're going to do an in-person in October or November, hopefully once uh, more and more of the uh, uh, people get the virus uh, vaccination done. Um, second thing is um, NUCA will be at the No Dig Show um, working on our trenchless technology partners. Uh, we have our new trenchless technology manual coming out here in a couple weeks that uh, we'll be presenting at that show. That'll be in Orlando here March 29th through 31st. So if you're attending, uh, stop by our NUCA booth. And then uh, lastly is just uh, put on your calendar June 14th through the 18th. That is our annual trench safety stand down. Um, you know, my motto, there's no competition in safety. So, uh, Make sure you guys are participating. Make sure your competitors are participating. Make sure your clients are participating. Make sure your vendors are participating. Because uh, we want to make sure everybody uh, goes home safe. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, Summit. It was, you know, I, I missed the Summit the year before. It would have been my first in person. And then this year doing it virtually, I thought was just an incredibly powerful experience. So I'm looking forward to being able to do that again. And then. I mean, trend safety stand down is just awesome every year. It's it's awesome to see how many thousands of workers come together across the country to 
you know, promote safety and, and try and, you know, bring education and light to the thing that is probably the most present danger for utility excavators and when it comes to train safety. So I'm looking forward to both of those. Um, man, so one last question that I meant to hit on when you were talking about the strategic plan and then I got sidetracked, which I do often. Um, how can chapters uh, help you guys promote the strategic plan that you guys have put together? And it's a really good strategic plan. Uh, and like Doug said, go on the website, check it out. A lot of information in there. But how can we as chapters help you guys you know, promote this message and, and develop this plan? Well, first and foremost is adopt the plan itself in your own chapters. Um, you know, every, every chapter is unique and different, and they've got their own challenges um, in, in objectives as well. But adopt some of the key issues in the plan as your own plan. Um, and you can modify it, uh, you know, to meet your needs of your chapter. But just adopt it, number one. And then number two, take, you know, two minutes of every committee meeting or board meeting and just talk through those topics. And sometimes you don't have to go through all, every uh, you know, strategy or accomplishment goal and so forth. Maybe sometimes it's just reading the BHAG uh, of the uh, objective. Um, you know, talk about it in, uh, in, in these podcasts. Talk about it in your newsletters. Um, you know, if you're working towards one specific thing, that's great too. Uh, speaking of one specific thing, uh, we are continuing on um, Chairman Chesney's mission this year with Lauren Atwell's agreed as our chairman uh, to, uh, and you know, his passion is to grow our organization as well. Just recruit one member. That's all we ask. Uh, everybody here on this call that's listening to this, you work with a, uh, a non-member. Just go and tell them why you're a member, what you get out of it, and uh, ask them to join. It's always make sure you ask. Um, and thank you very much. Yep. Yeah. Nuka Plus One was a great campaign, and I was, uh, we had a lot of growth in Nuka last year, and, and, and we did here in Middle and East Tennessee as well. So the Nuka Plus One campaign worked great, and I'm looking forward to seeing it again. And like Doug said, guys, each person goes out and gets one new member. We double in size, you know. Uh, the more the more people that we have behind us the more strength our voice gets so let's get out there and get that one new member um, all right well i'm out of questions for you man you got a uh, got anything else that I, I i didn't mention you'd like to bring up no just that uh, you know i'm i'm looking forward to uh, continuing to build our organization and and represent the membership and contact me anytime you know i got an open door, open email, open voicemail policy. Call me anytime. I work 24-7, 365 for you, the membership. So uh, let's uh, go and dig America. Thank you very much for everything you guys do. We appreciate you coming on, Doug. We're hopefully, uh, you know, like you said, we'll get more of these vaccines out there and get back to some more in-person events. We'll get you down here to, to Nashville and Knoxville and hang out with us a little bit. I'd love to. Love to. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. All right, guys, Doug has left the recording, and I, again, want to say thank you to Doug for joining us. Uh, it really was a great convention, and they did a great job. Uh, and I can't say enough how how great of a job they did at making sure there was plenty of hand sanitizer and social distancing in the in the meetings, in the rooms, and uh, even at the, the cocktail receptions. You know, there was plenty of room for people to spread out, be able to be socially distanced, have their drink. You know, it was it was just such a great, great thing. Uh, to be a part of, and I was glad to be 
back at Naples. You know, that is a, a great spot down there at the Naples Grand and, and had a good time, enjoyed it. Um, and I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, next year, they announced at uh, at convention that our, our 2022 convention will be in Texas. It is down to two locations at this point between either Austin or San Antonio. So I'm looking forward to either one. Uh, you know, San Antonio is awesome. And I've never been to Austin, so hopefully we'll uh, be able to get everybody back in the fold next year once these vaccines get out there some more. So, um, all right, guys, with that, I'm just doing a couple quick notes here on our chapters in Middle and East Tennessee. Um, you know, uh, guys, be checking your emails from your executive directors, from Wendy and Natalie. Got a lot of great events coming up in East Tennessee, as we just heard in our most recent podcast from Wendy, uh, and then also here in Middle Tennessee, putting together a lot of good stuff. Uh, I think the most re- one coming up the soonest is the virtual chili cook-off on uh, February 25th. So y'all get in there and uh, be a part of it. All right, guys, so I'll, I'll wrap it up there. Uh, and we've got some more great interviews coming from convention and some more stuff coming up for you. Uh, again, be checking those emails, uh, be getting in on those events. I know both Wendy and Natalie have been working so hard and putting this stuff together, getting some strategic planning together, and getting some stuff together where everybody can be uh, in a responsible manner, where everybody can be comfortable, and, and really enjoy getting together once again. So uh, with that, guys, y'all stay safe out there and keep digging Tennessee.